Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. Yes, sir. Here we go. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome back to another show. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. What's up, Walt? Hey, nothing much, man. Just staying on the grind. I'm excited about, again, I always say I'm excited for the season. I know. It's great. I think we're energized. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the listeners are picking that up as well. For real. Thank you. So yeah. I'm excited. Looking forward to getting, eventually getting some guests on this year. Yes. Uh, to have to reach out and figure out yeah. who we're going to be. Yep. Shout out to Christina and Vala Payroll. Yep. Shout out to that payroll guy, Gerard Hall. Yep. Yes, sir. So he dropped his 2023 W4 spreadsheet calculator that we yeah. use. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. Such a helpful tool, folks, to payroll professionals. It really is a game changer. For payroll professionals are struggling with this document, struggling mm -hmm. to help their customers. So he really filled that gap. Go check him out. He just posted it. His website is up. He's out there. Go hit him up. Yep. Yeah, man. We just got some awesome stuff. This episode, guys, yeah, we're going to yeah. cover this continuity as it pertains to payroll. And, and what that means is just how do you keep your payroll going in the event of a disaster or an emergency? The things that I think about are hurricanes and snowstorms if you're in the north, hurricanes if you're in the south, tornadoes, anything weather-related. But it could also be other things. It's basically yeah. anything that will, would cripple your ability to process payroll. In a yeah. Right? Do you have any, any examples of that you experienced in your business? Yes. Yes, I have. But let, before we get all into it, yeah, you pose the awesome sidebar folks, you know, we always talk about something else and we just try to keep it light. This ain't light, but yeah. you know, keep it relevant, be helpful. Yeah. Walt found this article about a payroll manager in a Chicago museum who yes. misappropriated more than $2 million over more than a decade, almost 20. That's crazy, man. And I am going to absolutely dig into this indictment and dig into this article because it is fascinating the things that he's used. That he's the poster child for payroll fraud at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. And yeah, honestly, I, I want to speak more about this situation. I'm sorry, sir. Your name, I'm not even going to blast your name out right now. I said enough. If you want to research it, find yeah. it. I'm sorry that you're going to be the poster child for us, but you, you really are. And by your own, unfortunately, your own, it was unfortunately, doing. his own yeah. doing. Yeah. I don't feel too bad for you, but this is what not to do for payroll. And we just spoke that we need to cover an episode in this series, this season, just fraud and how to protect against fraud, how to identify fraud. Um, and good gosh, over almost two decades, you might want to fire his boss. Bro. <laughs> I'll be honest, not for nothing, man. Yeah. I know there was some trust involved probably. And this, I know the environment, right? Non-for-profits, mm -hmm. the creator environment, the artist environment. There's a lot of trust. People like to build yeah. families in those environments. And yep. you know what I mean? He probably was trusted. And mm -hmm. as a payroll person should be. Yeah. 
gosh, man. So what do you think about this wall? No, I think it's, I think it's crazy. And I think it's a perfect example. It's a $2 million lesson that this museum nonprofit organization had to learn about security and securing their employees' data and information and not allowing just one person as a payroll manager to operate in a silo to, to keep them honest and to run these audit checks and stuff like that. And who knows, maybe they had a change at the C-suite level and Mm -hmm. person that that person's boss, the payroll manager's boss wanted him to verify some data. It's like, Hey, we're getting the, we're getting these notices. Could you report on it? Or the person was savvy about the system that they use and ran a report themselves and found that. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard lesson on what not to do Absolutely. and hopefully they will become better from that. And I'm going to include the link for this. I'm going to yes. include it in the episode. Notes. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. It's so interesting folks. It really is. And the thing, if you look, we glanced through the indictment before and this guy used every tactic, a negative yep. deduction, PTO payouts, yep. all kinds any and every tactic that you could possibly think of, he used it. Shit that I haven't even thought about yet, and he did. Yeah. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately because we should be applying these measures regardless. Yep. Regardless of whatever trust we have, because trust but verify. Yep. And that is the lesson that they should learn. Trust but verify. What was the other thing? I want? Oh, I did the math real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Million divided by the 17 years was another 20 grand a year for him. Oh, wow. That's a lot, man. Yeah. That's a lot. Almost like 2 million over the 20 years. I'm like, oh, how much was, maybe it wasn't worth it, but nah. another hundred K, another hundred K a year. Crazy. That's where, and he probably wasn't even making that much for profits. He was probably making a decent salary, but not for profits. You don't tend to make a lot of money because you're not built in high revenue. You're not in a high revenue place. Yeah. He's making modest living, but dang. Yeah. They, so, what, the thing behind it is what he was changing the account that the deposits was in. He changed it to his personal account. So that's what was yes. happening. Yes. That's right. And that, that was the common denominator. Whatever he did, he still, it was still his account that it was going into at the end. So, so right now at this point, they could just track back however long and figure out how many times it happened. He left himself an easy paper trail to figure out if somebody's checking for fraud they, and there is there, you'll find it. So. Key point, we'll talk about this a little yeah, bit more for, in the for series, sure. but key point for you business owners out there, whether you're new or you're old in the game, have these checks and balances in place. Like Brian was saying, make sure that you're keeping yourself and your professionals that you have in positions of influence. Yes. Keep them honest. Yes. Keep them. Yeah. Keep them. Again, we're going to circle back on the show, but the yeah. quick thing is just have auditors order your stuff. And I think that's, sure. I think that's what we don't do enough. Anywho, this episode is business continuity. Mm. And so we circle back to the question you had, have I had a situation? And yes, I had, I believe it was a snowstorm in New York and we couldn't get to the school. Like where our, well, at this, at that, this point I was working for a college, there was, we couldn't get there to process and of course, folks had live checks. We were able to solve the can't get there to process issue because payroll's kind of always been a remote, uh, a great opportunity to be a remote employee. 
right? But historically, owners, business bosses just weren't comfortable with it because there was a lot of paper involved, usually, or historically, that could be paper involved and you got to print stuff out. And definitely you don't want that, the printing of employees' information and pay rates and all that. You don't want that to leave your secure locations. That's if you have to print. If you're not in an environment where you have to print or you can work off of your screens, then you can really work remote. So the point is what we did in that situation is we figured out that it was, we could work remotely to process. And, but we still had a challenge of the employees who were direct, who were not direct deposit, who had live, they still didn't get their check on time. They had to wait, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And they complained and it was a deal, but they had to wait. And that, and, but took advantage and said, Hey, this is an opportunity to sign up for direct deposit. Yes. You know what I mean? This is where you, this is why direct deposit is so important. And it even showed itself through the pandemic. Folks, schools closed down because of COVID. Workplaces closed down because of COVID. You know what I mean? And then what happens? Payroll still has to run. There's still people running the organization. That might be just one location in the multi-unit setup. Payroll still has to process. And those people who have live checks at that location are still going to have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Any issues? Yeah. One that sticks out to me in my career was we... There was no natural disaster or anything like that. It was just the AC went down in the building. They had a older AC unit or whatever. And so I went out and because of that, and it being, it was during the summer and it was like, oh, you know how humid and hot uh, Florida can be. Oh yeah. So you have to, the service had to be at a, temper, a certain temperature. Yeah. The heat caused the, all the service to crash that were in the building. Mm. And so they, and they, everything went down. We, nobody could do anything at all. Why? So, so we came to work and we, and they made us sit around. So they didn't get it back up until maybe 10 at night. And we had to process over hundreds of payrolls for mm. multiple clients and stuff like that. Oh. So there were some of us that were working until the midnight hour or early morning because the server went down and we, nobody could do anything until the server was fixed back up. Oh, that's great. It's interesting. You made me think of a thing too, cause the, in the last few years in South Florida, I was in a building, the AC went down and the temperature started to go up. And what I learned was if the temperature goes above a certain temp- degree internally inside the building, we have mm-hmm. to leave. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause it, it gets dangerously hot. People could start passing out, right? Stroking mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. there's a, so, so in New York, it was always like cold. Oh my God, the building's too cold. You got to leave. But here, but in South Florida, it's the, the opposite, really, if things get mm-hmm. too hot. Yeah, that was interesting too. It was like, oh wow. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So perfect segue. And if I may, business continuity in regards yeah. to payroll refers to the measures and strategies that organizations put in place to ensure that their payroll processes continue to function seamlessly during unexpected disruptions or emergencies. And that's the key, disruptions or emergencies. It can be anything that just causes you not to, in New York, when 9-11 happened, couldn't mm-hmm. go back into Manhattan. Yep. Manhattan yep. was shut down yeah. for yep. X amount of days. P to, the, to those who've lost families and everything, God bless. So that's another situation, right? 
disruptions or emergencies. Like you can't, pre- you don't even know what it is. Yep. So what we got for you guys is seven key points to help you get through and plan, really plan. Business continuity is about being proactive, yep. planning in advance and not mm-hmm. being reactionary. Yeah. I want to, I want to touch on this one thing you have sure. highlighted before we sure, go, sure. like that this continuity is important for an organization to maintain employee morale and productivity because yes. your employees will appreciate still getting paid even if something goes wrong. I remember that in Florida, we had those two hurricanes within a week span. Yep. And so what the company did that I worked for at the time, they, we couldn't process payroll. So what they did for the employees is they called the payroll provider up and said, Hey, we can't do anything. So can you just do a snapshot of what we did last payroll and just process that again and send out those payments again? What I think is key to what you said is that to maintain employee morale and morale, really productivity, yeah. of course, productivity is for the employer. Yes. But employee mm-hmm. morale, because you don't want to have to skip, miss a payroll and be like, oh, I'll get you guys next time because they were in the storm. No, they don't care. They'll still need to be paid. Things, yeah. you know, people need to eat and pay bills. Like, are you crazy? So you have to find a way to keep that morale up and thinking about business continuity will put you in a position to have a solution in the event that happened. Okay. Saying, yeah, what you were saying. And it, and in one of these key points, we say, we talk about calculating the payroll and maybe figuring out the number one, having a backup system in place. This can include things like maintaining duplicate records, like you said. And having system in place for manual calculation in event of a primary payroll system goes down, right? Yeah. Think mm-hmm. what you said is key. Just yeah. having record of your prior payroll mm-hmm. and then maybe f- having a rough manual way to exclude terminations and include new hires. That might be the other piece of that is want that new person that just started right before this catastrophe happened to still get paid. Cause if they don't get paid, they can, that's where that morale is going to go down real, yeah, real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, now one, yeah. one quick thing I wanted yeah. to jump in here. Cause I think, I think when it says manual, a manual calc in the event that the primary payroll system becomes available to me, to me, that speaks. And I want to see if you agree. So to me, that says like, if our payroll provider system crashes and they're down and it's spread up in this. Yeah, at this moment, can yes. we do something internally as a corporation to pay our employees? See, but see, in that thing, I think, okay, I get what you're saying. But mm-hmm. even in that scenario, I still believe that you go off of last call. And, and <laughs> if you're record keeping properly, if you're following the five pillars of payroll properly, you will have a redundancy of your reporting and your registers and your system reports. Yes. And this is exactly why we stress. Don't just rely on the system to capture and maintain all of your reports and data. Because if that system crashes, where's your report at? Yep. Exactly. So you have to create your own redundancy and take all the reports off your system that you need, save them on your local servers, hard drives, whatever it may be. Um, You're right. I guess it should be a matter of, it probably should be a few steps in there. Okay. If our system is still up, then we can run mirrored payroll from last payroll the system is that do we have a copy of last payroll if everything is that we don't have anything digitally available and we don't print stuff out 
What do we do? What do we do? Yeah. I think maybe it is keeping printed a report of some sort, right? They're, I think you have to print it. And maybe a good system is like printing it out and then shredding it after every payroll passes. Like you replace it every payroll and yeah. you only maintain that one copy of like maybe employee rates. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's some key information there. So that's a good suggestion. So what you probably would want to do is make, create a report, it's employee name, it's employee, it's a key employee information. Now report has probably got to have a lot of PPI in it because it's address, it's social. It, you really want to make sure you're paying the right person. If you now have to hand write a check to somebody. Yeah. Or you can come up with some like base thing, right? Okay. We're just going to give everybody a thousand dollars right yep. now. Yeah. And just to get them through, just to get through the next few days, because for all intent and purpose, and unless it's very catastrophic, everything will be back up and running in a few days, right? Yeah. yeah. And if it's not, honestly, the little thousand dollars ain't gonna matter because yeah. if you if your systems and everything is not back up and normal in a few days, the problems are way bigger. So that's your number one: have some type of backup system in place, and it conclude. And it could include multiple levels in that. What's your backup, right? Yep, yep. So think about that. Think that through with your organization, with your technology solutions and resources and how you can do this. And really, you may want to consider getting that paper file of your rates and things like that. So in the event, you can produce some pay or again, just come up maybe Maybe leadership is okay with a flat rule, with a flat dollar amount rule. In yeah. the event, in, in a situation where you can't even process checks and you have to write checks, yes, giving everybody $1,000, $500 may be fine. Yeah. And then you have to deduct that from payroll on the next payroll, right? So again, yep. that step also has to be written down and worked in. Y yes, that's right? very detailed. I remember a story, I it was one of my former colleagues. They said that everything went down for them and the only thing they had access to was their banking system. And so what they had to do is they had to wire each employee Ooh. some money. Ooh. They had to look at the reports. And so there was all hands on decks for all the accounting team and Ooh. stuff like that. And so they had to wire everything. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's easy. And that leads us right into the next point we have for you is training employees, right? Because now you built all this stuff, but you got to run through it. You got to have to do situations to, to walk through it so that you're good. You know that you've covered all the bases. So training is a big part of business continuity because it's not yeah. just, a, you can't just write it down and then be like, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. But yeah. do you know how to do all those things? <laughs> and then number three is regularly testing and updating the continuity plan. And it, this just means keep rehashing it because your technology could change. Yeah. Your resources could change. Your, even if it's just a matter of, oh, wait, we've used a different vendor now. Don't, don't log into that vendor, log into this one. Yeah. So just maintaining regularly testing and updating plan yep. should be good. Yep. Number cool. four is maintaining communication. Maintaining communication, having a clear and effective communication plan to employees in the event there's a payroll interruption is huge. And in communication, this could also be some type of corporate show because it's so hard to get employees into one place, into especially now with social media um, and creating all this, like the rules that they have, like 
you have to have their permission and you can't just you know, do this. And if Ooh. you're going to do that, they have to buy in and they can, they, they, they have to have the option to opt out and do all Ooh. this stuff. And it's like, then how the heck do you communicate with your employees effectively? Yeah. You know what I mean? Based on the research I've done over the years, it's really creating an app, creating culture, having the culture of communication, also driving them to an app, one place. And I think this day and age, it's an app. It's not email because folks could just, oh, I didn't get my emails, right? Yep. It, it's creating an app and getting everybody engaged in that app. Yep. And, and it could be, there's apps now that you can use for your companies, leverage their technology, or you could build your own app. It just all depends. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the best companies do it well, right? The best yeah. companies communicate well, and that's why they're the best companies, because they communicate well. And you have to figure out how that it works for your company too, right? Yeah. Like you have to look at your environment demographic and see how most of your population is. Like there's some studies you can do from an analytical standpoint. You can see like the age of your, yes. your, uh, your population, right? Yeah. Say, oh, most of our, te- most of our employees are between the ages of 19 to 38 or whatever, or we have this. So every, everybody takes communication in a different way. So you may have to have different options. Yeah. You may have to send it, post something on the actual website, the payroll system site, yeah. post something there because you have a demographic that will read that. And then you have, may have to send out a, a, a text. Letter. Yeah. Or, or a letter. letter. Yeah. Yeah. You may, you're right. You may have to establish multiple mediums for your population. And you're absolutely right. It does depend on your demographics. So get, run that report, figure out how surveys is a good way, right? Get feedback yes. from your employees. But anyway, maintaining communication is key through a business continuity plan because your folks need to know what's going to happen in the event that I can't come to work and pick up my check. Absolutely. How am I going to get that? You know? Another one is keeping track of compliance. Yeah, this is important, but it, this is, it should, it's more like make sure you're doing the normal things as well. Because just because you're in crisis mode doesn't yep. mean that you're filings and your payroll taxes and wage laws and filing requirements aren't still in effect, right? (laughs) Now here's the catch though. If you keeping track of compliance, you will know who is given leniency. So like for instance, South Florida hit or Florida for that matter, had a big hurricane this past year. And there were a few government agencies that have given some grace because of that on yep. deadlines. As long as you're keeping track, then you know what's what. You- Absolutely. Great uh-huh. point. Great point. Yeah. yeah. Another one is monitoring risk. Organ- organizations should also monitor the risk interruptions such as natural yes. disasters, cyber attacks, and steps to minimize the likelihood of these interruptions. So, so- that to me, that kind of says is first you have to identify what potential things may cause errors, right? Yes. Then, like you said, then monitor those things. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and it it could be as easy as we used to have somebody, I believe it was my last situation where we had somebody that monitored the weather all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we had stores all over the, all over the country, the different weather was affecting different stores and that would impact sales. So it was all, it was a trickle down, a ripple effect. So yeah, it's just something easy as that. And then because of that, we always knew we had a little bit of, a little bit of proactivity. 
but it could be as simple as that just month tracking weather and having maybe alerts built in for severe weather in your geographic locations cyber attacks of course yeah so let me ask you a question then yeah. with the in, in regards to the weather and the location right so sometimes we are Corporate headquarters could be in one location and the center that we, that our payroll provider is out of is in a different region of the country or whatever. Did those people look at the weather in those places too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's what we did. Yep. Yep. And something to think about, right? Cause we go through that now in our organization, right? And we're, we're full. Some of our locations are uh, dealing with weather and we're like, oh, wow. We didn't even know. Yep. Something to think about. Yeah. Monitoring risk. And then the last one is identifying critical processes, identify the critical processes and ensure that they are included in the continuity plan, such as salary benefits and deductions and tax filing. So that's again, goes with keeping track of compliance, but it does call something out that we mentioned in the first one. Oh, just cut somebody $500 or a thousand dollars. Yes. But Gotta remember that you didn't factor in benefits. You didn't yeah. factor in deductions. You didn't yes. factor in their tax yes. filings. Yes. So you gotta go back up to two, training the employees properly on how to deal with that if you do. So just different things to keep in mind. Yeah, it sounds like, oh yeah, that oh, that's an easy solution. Thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, awesome. Whoa, just make sure later that you're recording that transaction right when the system opens back up, when the system is back up and running. How are you going to record that transaction? If you decide to just give them some money, is it going to be part of their wages? If you now, if you do that, you have to communicate properly, maintaining mm-hmm. communication to tell them that in advance, if yeah. there is an event that we can't get you your pay, we're going to give you this amount based on blah, blah, blah. And then once we can process, this is what we're going to do with that transaction. Yes. And yes, folks yes. need to focus. And it's just probably, you probably need to opt out or an opt in because Absolutely. it can probably make a choice. You know what? I'm good. I'm, if you can't pay me, just wait until the system's back up to pay me again. Yeah. Cause yeah. there are going to be some employees that can weather a missed paycheck or two. Yeah. Right. Not everybody, of course, the majority of us live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But there right, are, man. right. There are some folks that, yeah, just be, you gotta be, and this is why. The key points and this plan has to be worked all the way through because one thing leads to another, one thing impacts another. And it's not just, oh, if the things go down, we're just, we'll just peel off some cash for them. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, but you got to have, you got to understand the implications of everything you do as a business. And I think that's what the series, this season is really important because if you have a business, there are so many implications about what you do and how it impacts other things. Yes. There's ripple effects and there's impact to what you do and how you do it. You have to keep mind of that. That's all. You just have to keep track of it and make sure that you're accounting for all these decisions that you make and keeping your key people in the conversation. Please yeah. do not create a business continuity <laughs> plan for payroll and yes. you don't have the payroll person in the room. Please don't. Yeah. And honestly, as an owner, I would give it to payroll first. Hey guys, you figure it out. 
you and present your, review. yes, yeah. let me review. And then as an owner, I'm going to go do some research and compare and maybe shoot it to a consultant and be like, hey, this is good. Great. Thanks. You know, because exactly. I don't want to pay a consultant a, a thousand hours of work when my team can do it and I can just pay them an hour to review it. Yep. You know what I mean? So just please, yeah, think about those things when you're creating the plan. Yeah. What else, man? Anything else that we can, should share? No, I don't have anything else. Overall, a well-designed and regularly updated payroll continuity plan is crucial for maintaining a smooth and functioning organization and minimizing the impact of these disruptions and emergencies on your employees. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Partner. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast. We appreciate you. We're grateful for you. And we hope that the information that we'll share with you will impact you as a payroll professional. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.